Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. I am your host, Douglas B. Um, as always, before we get started in the show, we got a big show, I want to do a little housekeeping, let you know how you can get contact us. You can contact Veterans Air through our website at www.veteransair.us. You can send us email, you can give us a message, or better yet, you can text us in the studio live on our Google phone, 936-344-3083. We got this huge, huge show for you today, and I'm going to try to get through it all at one time. We're going to talk today, we're going to talk today about my favorite document, the U.S. Constitution, because I think there's a problem. I think there's a lot of problems in America, and I think that's due to the fact that people don't understand or have read the Constitution. If you have not, I want to tell you right now, if you send me a message, give me your name and your address, I will send you free of charge your very own pocket Constitution so you can read it and know what it is we're talking about. All you got to do is send me an email, drop me a text, give me your name and your address, and I'll send it to you free of charge. And I promise you, I will not spam you with any other stuff. What time is it? It's in my Google phone. All right, I started a little late, so we'll run a little long, but it's okay. Let's talk about the U.S. Constitution. Let's talk about the preamble to that Constitution, what it is and why we have it. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, secure, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. We do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. Powerful words, and they're important words. So let's think for a minute. America has lost its way. And today, we're going to explore what is happening. It's of no surprise to anyone that the principles on which this nation was founded are being changed drastically Why we, the people, sit on our couch and do nothing. Perhaps we were meant to be ruled. Perhaps we were meant to be subjugated. Maybe we, the people, have forgotten what it is to take personal responsibility. For it is the responsibility of every citizen of America to defend and protect the principles upon which this country was founded. Let's look at the preamble of the Constitution in depth, shall we? The preamble sets the stage for the Constitution. 
It clearly communicates the intentions of the framers and the purpose of the document. The preamble is an introduction to the highest law of the land. It is not law, and it does not define the government's powers or your individual rights. But it does define what we expect our Constitution and law to enable us to provide for ourselves. We, the people, it's written in bold in the largest letters on the document. It is written as such because it sets out first and foremost who is in charge of America. We, the people, are in charge. We, the people, right now, are pretty pissed off about the affairs that are going on in America caused by the people we have elected to represent us. Regardless who you voted for in this recent election, I think that we can all pretty much agree that, how to say this, that this election screwed the pooch. Governors and secretaries of states, election commissioners, have took it upon themselves to change election law. The Constitution clearly holds that the power to change this is held exclusively in the state legislation, not the governor, the commission, the secretary of state, but their legislators of that state are the ones that determine how elections are going to be run in that state. Now, you might be saying right now, Doug, you're wrong. It's possible I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But the Constitution isn't wrong. And the Constitution says, Article 1, Section 4, and I quote, the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But Congress may at times, by law, make or alter such regulations as except to or except as into the place of choosing of those senators. The state legislators are the ones that make the laws. Your governors, your lieutenant governors, your secretaries of states do not. And every American should be concerned about this election. I'm not going to get into who won, who didn't won, who's yell, yada, I, I don't care. What I care about is the integrity of this country. What I care about is the integrity of the elections of this country, and so should you. I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, uh, uh, progressive. I don't care what it is that, that you say that you are. You should be concerned. The preamble next says, in order to form a more perfect union, 
This is declared first in what we, the people, are attempting to do. We're attempting to form a more perfect form of government than has ever been ha ever happened before in history. Not a perfect government, not a perfect union, but a more perfect one. That's why we have the Constitution. Yeah, we, the people of modern America, can attest to how imperfect our government, our form of government, the way it's practiced is. Making laws, our government making laws that apply to thee, but not to me. I see that. I see graft and corruption from the lowest levels of government all the way up to Washington, D.C. I don't care what news station you listen to, what you, what you view at your evening news, you'll see the same things that I see. Laws that apply to you, but not to the people making the laws. That should concern you. We, the people, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense. Justice. I say to you, there's little justice in America today. I say that there's little justice in the way the justice system is applied today. We have justice for murderers, rapists, child abusers. We have justice for the rioters and the looters. We have justice for the invading hordes crossing our borders at will. But have you seen justice for the victims? Where is the justice in burning down a Wendy's and looting your local mini-mart? I've got justice for you. I know how to solve this. It involves a tall tree and a short piece of rope. Now, understand, I am not advocating for lynch mobs. No, 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 no. You don't take the law and punishment into your own hands. But you know what? I say, got a child molester? I can fix that real simple. Tall tree, short piece of rope, hang him in the public square. Hell, pack a picnic, bring the kids. We'll make it a festival. And you only need to do that once or twice before that, before that stuff stops. Yeah, you can tell him a little teed off about this. But that rant aside, this isn't the type of justice that the preamble is talking about. The justice that the preamble speaks about is overall justice and equal treatment under the law. Today, people are very quick to scream racial injustice and the need for equitability. That's a great word. Not many people understand it because it's hardly used in today's lexicon. But Webster defines equitability to be, quote, marked by a lack of noticeable, unpleasant, or extreme variation or inequality. Well, guess what? 
in many situations, you are not going to get equitable treatment when dealing with the police. You want to ensure equitable treatment from the police? Try not committing a crime. We, the people, ensure domestic tranquility. Well, where is this so-called domestic tranquility? I ask you. It's sure not in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone of Seattle, Washington. Does anyone read the dictionary any longer? I know people aren't reading our Constitution. If they were, they would call this exactly what it was, an act of insurrection. Just think for a minute. Just think. Just calm down. Think about this. Under your First Amendment right, you have the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances. Peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of your grievances. Declaring a portion of a city in America as autonomous is an act of insurrection. Rioting, that's not tranquil, uh, domestic tranquility. No, that's not justified for whatever your grievance. That's not protected by the Constitution. BLM, Antiva, and the rest of you, you do not have the right to riot. Pillage and burn. You just don't. I don't care what your grievance is. You don't have that right. You do not have the right to tear down statues. You do not have the right. We, the people, provide for the common defense. You know, that can mean a lot of things, providing for the common defense. It can be from your local police department to the military. But here it states that our form of government will provide for the common defense. So I was having this discussion on whether or not we should have the armed forces. Well, I had to check and make sure because I wasn't 100% sure. So I checked and made sure we have to have a military. The Constitution requires us to have a military. It does. Article 1, Section 8, Clauses 12 through 16. The Congress shall have the power to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be longer than the term of two years. The Congress shall have the power to provide and maintain a Navy, to make rules for the government 
and regulation of land and naval forces. For those of you that are paying attention, that's the UCMJ. Congress shall provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrection, and repel invasions. That's a very important clause. To provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrection, and repel invasions. And that is the Congress that can do that. So a couple of months ago, there was this big hula-la in the media, mainstream media, about whether or not the, the president can put troops on the streets of America without declaring martial law or without the expressed permission of the governors. Um, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution says that they can. And as a matter of fact, it's happened before in the history of this country. Happened in the 60s. Congress shall provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia and for governing such parts of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserved to serving the states, respectively, by an appointment of officers and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. Congress is responsible for organizing, providing, arming, and disciplining the militia, our military. And a discussion says right there in, 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 in the Constitution, and a discussion. The preamble also says that we, the people, promote general welfare. The Constitution addresses economic and social rights predominantly. It's what this document does. But it doesn't get into specifics of how that should be. The preamble states that an overriding purpose of the U.S. Constitution is to promote the general welfare, indicating that issues such as poverty, housing, food, and other economic and social welfare issues facing the citizenry at that time were of central concern to the founding fathers. They were concerned about this. However, the Bill of Rights, it's been largely construed to provide mechanisms, procedures, if you will, for fair adjudication of the rights the individual rights, rather than imposing claims on the government to ensure that individuals actually, individuals actually have any social or economic assets to protect. Efforts to convince courts throughout the land of alternate constitutional interpretations of that have generally failed. 
the Supreme Court has ruled that while the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment ensures the fair processes for welfare recipients, it does not, however, state anything, and there's no underlying constitutional right, to a minimum standard of living. This document does not guarantee you a minimum standard of living. Similarly, the Supreme Court has not found a general right to an education. Now, the U.S. Constitution says that you're guaranteed certain political participation and equal protection under law that might deem to presuppose that there's a baseline for education. It can be argued for that. But nowhere in the document does it say you are guaranteed an education. The good people of Georgia, as we're having this show, are, are going to the polls to elect their senators, who their senators are going to be. And make no mistake, this is an important vote that will affect every single American. It will decide what party controls the Senate. If the Democrats, there are going to be problems. If they choose Republicans, there are going to be problems. But as long as we as Americans follow this document, we should be okay. Since there is a vote going on, I, I decided that perhaps we should talk about this recent election in November. The presidential vote in 2016 was hotly contested, and so was the one in 2020. While there are no available figures yet for nationwide registered voters for 2020, Rutgers calculate calculations have found that there was an estimated 206,557,583 registered voters in America at the time in 2020. The Associated Press reports that 81,283,483 or 51.4% of the vote were cast for President-elect Biden and 74,223,744 or 46.9% of the vote were cast for President Trump. That means there were a total of 155,057,229 votes casted, leaving 51,050,354 people that didn't vote at all. So, Dick, do you know what that means? That means that 51,050,354 people did not listen to the show. Because if they had, they would have voted. They would have performed their most sacred duty as citizens of this country. Let's set aside the argument 
that Trump and the Republicans are the center of our evil, and Biden and the Democrats are all socialists hell-bent on destroying America, and think about the great state of our nation today. This country is now the closest that it's ever been to all-out civil war since 1865. I truly believe this. I, I truly do. Because I'm a student of history. And we're close. Half of the population wants to kill the other half because of who they voted for. There are two Americas that exist today. There are two Americas that exist today. One is the urban areas and one is the rural area. And this is pretty much the same way that the country was divided in 1861, the start of the Civil War. I tell you, there's voter fraud and irregularities in this election as well as in others. I'm not going to get into whether there was mass voter fraud, <clears throat> mass voter fraud. But I think everyone can agree that there was some voter fraud and a lot of irregularities. Was there enough of that for President Trump to pick up an additional 7,059,742 votes that he needed to win 720 electorates? We'll never know. But this election did accomplish at least one thing. One thing. It was able to make half of the citizens no longer trust any election ever. And you know what? Maybe that was the objective to begin with. Put on your conspiracy hats with me. Maybe that's what the objective to begin with. Search your soul. Do you trust the elections? Not, I'm not talking about 2020. I'm talking about going forward. Do you trust it? I worry about it. Excuse me. I'm buzzing. So that means I have to, to stop and take a pill. When you're old like me, you take a lot of those. It boggles the mind that we have been so conditioned that even questioning the election, you're deemed a threat to democracy. You've heard by now that some congressmen and, and some senators, they're going to object uh, to the certification of the votes. And, and they're being demonized in the... the mass media. Well, you know what? That is their duty. And in almost every election that happens, doesn't change the outcome of the election, doesn't change the outcome of the electoral college certifications, but our constitution says that they can do that. And they should. I don't think it's undemocratic. I think it's they're following their oath. Nancy Pelosi, those senators and congressmen are following their oath the exact same way that in the last election, 2016, you and some in the Democratic Party also questioned and objected to the certification of the Electoral College votes. Look it up, people. It's true. It boggles the mind that we have been so conditioned 
to accept mail-in voting as the same as absentee voting. It's not. Do your research and know the difference. And if, you, if you're really concerned about that, if you really want to know the difference, I will do a whole show on that. Just let me know. Send me an email, douglasbveteransair.us, and I'll put together a show on the differences comparing and contrasting mail-in voting and absentee voting. It boggles the mind that we've been so conditioned that having voter ID is voter suppression. And it's racist. But, but, we need an ID for everything else. You have to show an ID to buy cigarettes, alcohol, rent a car, get a loan, um, um, buy a firearm. And if you're carrying a firearm, you need another separate type of ID. Voter ID is not voter suppression. I'm telling you, America, America is lost. And we have no one else to blame but ourselves. We did it. Because we keep electing over and over again the same people that are doing the same things. We elect the same people that are supposedly our voice in the government. But very, very few are actually our voice. They're the voice of their own greed and corruption. Before I forget, I'm going to do the shout-outs for our sponsors. Um, I want to thank East Meets West Productions. East Meets West Productions has been helping veterans start, fund, and expand their businesses for over 25 years. I think it's over 30 now because I haven't changed that in like four years. Um, for more information, visit them on the web at eastmeetswestproductions.com or call, call them at 361-904-0044 because they pay me while I'm doing the show. Thank you so much, Darlene. And to bitterglitter.us, makers of motivational and inspirational products made by veterans for veterans. For more information, visit them at www.bitterglitter.us. Um, if you are not a veteran or a family of somebody in the veteran uh, that's a veteran or in the military, you're going to find these motivational, inspirational products really dark, but they're worth a chuckle. Where am I, Dick? How much time I got? 20 minutes? 15? 10? Okay, I got 15, 10 minutes. So I want to talk real quick about this omnibus bill, COVID stimulus and whatnot, um, the NDAA, the Appropriations Act, they all bundle together in what they call an omnibus bill. And the reason that we have an omnibus bill is because Congress did not want to do anything until Biden became won the election. And he did, so they put together something really quick. But let's break this apart. Because the, sto the, the, COVID, COVID, the COVID stimulus... Um, is different than the rest of the bill. And there's a lot of misinformation about that. And here are the facts. The COVID relief bill, the NDA uh, 2021, and the omnibus are all different laws, or they're soon-to-be laws, 
uh, to be enacted were lumped together to the omnibus. The COVID relief part of that bill, as an overview, um, happened because after eight months, Nancy Pelosi finally allowed Congress to pass $9 billion in COVID relief um, and a $1.4 trillion government funding package that gives critical pandemic aids to Americans while securing federal agency operations only through September 2021. Guess what? We're going through this again. While no additional state and local aid was provided during that omnibus, an extension of the deadlines by which the COVID virus aid relief and economic security act cares and the COVID relief fund, the CRF, um, has been extended until December 31st of 2021. So all of the things that you can get under COVID relief have been extended to the end of the year of 2021 because they ran out December 31st, 2020. Um, this mammoth measure, if you will, the president signed into law on December 27th, and it's going to provide another round of direct payments, enhanced unemployment benefits, education funding, and aid to sectors still reeling from the economic fallout of the pandemic. Um, check your bank account. You may have gotten $600. I'm sure that's going to help a lot of people out there. Um, there's a lot in that COVID relief bill. So check the links down below or above, however you're viewing this. You'll find the direct link to that part of the bill, and you should read that carefully. Small business owners, read that very, very, very carefully. Let's really quick touch on the omnibus bill or the 1.4 trillion government funding package. Um, the government has to be funded. And next year, or rather from now until September 2020, the government plans to spend $1.4 trillion of your money. Let me say that again. $1.4 trillion with a T of your money they're going to spend in nine months. So we, 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 we want to take a, a quick look at where some of that money is going to. $2.7 billion is going to be spent um, specifically for um, military services that's going to increase staffing to improve responsiveness and oversight, uh, privatizing of housing projects, things of that nature. Um, the VA, um, the Mission Act, um, $3.4 billion of that. Uh, correction, um, $16.3 billion of that is going to um, be advanced for the Mission Act through 2022. That's a good thing. Um, $1.2 billion was allocated for the caregivers program. Outstanding. Um, that money for the, uh, for the VA, $660 million were dedicated for women's veterans health care. Um, that bill also provided the VA with transfer authority to allow the department to mitigate COVID backlogs and disability claims and appeals. Yay! 
includes expanding the authority to provide funding to states for COVID-related construction at VA hospitals, as well as $100 million in additional funding for state veteran homes. I'm all for that. This is a veteran-centric, hell, we're veterans there. Of course we're for it. However, <laughs> however, tied to this omnibus bill were some very unpalatable gifts to other countries and programs that a lot of Americans and President Trump frankly disapproved of. Inside the appropriation bill are all sorts of stuff that has little to do with America, Americans, or interests. And here's just a few top picks. Um, 147.5 million are going for overseas humanitarian disaster and civic aid. Afghan is getting 3.05 billion for the Afghan Security Forces funds. Not less than 20 million of that is for recruitment and retention of women in Afghanistan. <laughs> um, sorry, that was that was rude. Um, they're going to spend $20 million for recruitment and retention of women in the Afghan National Security Forces. This is twice as much as we gave them last year, by the way. It directs uh, assessments and reporting on Russia's malignant activities in Afghanistan, including activities directed against U.S. and coalition troops. Well, duh. This is what got me. No funds for the Taliban except support for reconciliation activities that also include the Afghan government. Do not restrict the participation of women and are authorized by law. Some of this money is going to be used for the Taliban. Excuse me. Did I or did I not go over there to fight the Taliban in the first place? Yeah. We had a war over that. With them. Called Desert Storm, Desert Shield. You remember that? And now we're giving the Taliban money? That's not right. Um, also, other countries that are getting things. Somalia is getting $78 million for debt relief. Three minutes. Sudan's getting $120 for debt relief, $120 million for debt relief. Israel's getting $3.3 billion for their Iron Dome. Jordan's getting $1.6 Five billion dollars in debt relief. Ukraine, four hundred and fifty-three million. Georgia, one hundred and thirty-two million. Central America, five hundred and six million. So I ask you a question. Keeping in mind, these are just a few of them that we're giving money to, so they can pay off their debt. So America is going into debt. We're twenty-seven trillion dollars in debt, and we're racking up more debt to pay for other countries' debt. Is that right? Because I don't see that being right in any way, shape, or form. And you should follow the link below or above to this Appropriation Act bill, and you can read the whole text yourself. And you could be just as upset as I am. And what do you do? You call and write your congressmen and senators. This country's in problems, and we're paying off. We're going into debt. We're borrowing money from China to give to other countries so they can pay off their debt. And where are we getting this money from? From you and me. Yes. I say, why is USA 
funding the world. And I got to ask, who in Washington is profiting from giving these other countries money? Somebody's benefiting from this. And I say we defund Congress. All right. I got to wrap up, right, Dick? You're saying, yeah, you're going to run over. Okay, I know. Listen, um, I don't know if I'm going to have a show on February 2nd because I'm leaving in a few days for the Bronx, New York. And I'm going to be there for over a month. Um, our good friend and my brother, D.V. Hawk, is going back under the knife yet again. So whoever D.D. that you happen to hold dear, please pray for him. Uh, I'm going to try to do something remotely or at least a pre-recorded so I'll have a show for February. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, let's, uh, let's all pull for Johnny. Because should he die and get the Valhalla before me, when I get there, I know he's going to make me take a PT test. So let's hope that he, he makes it. Um, that wraps up the show. I want to leave you, as always, with the awesome song by The Warrior Project. Go download it from veteransair.us or on iTunes. And while we're listening to this, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that are today standing in harm's way for your life and liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to say to you, thank you. I want to say to you that I'm proud of you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant.
hostage. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy bastards by the bush. Now I live bleeding, I mean to inflict the grief, and the least of me is still out of your reach. They're killing machines, but 